Come join Libby and Molly, the ladies of consignment chats, as we talk about all things consignment. Hi, C Chatters. Welcome to episode 62 of C Chats. We are having a roundtable discussion. Our last one was all about live sales. This week, we are going to bring you a roundtable discussion from our C Chatters about hiring help, hiring listing help. Are you there yet? Have you considered it? Well, we have some good tips and tricks. Um, everybody that we're going to talk to is kind of in a different place, space with this. So really interesting. So without further ado, let's hop to it. And here we go. All right. Welcome, everybody. Let's get into it. Let's talk about hiring people to do your listings. How do you get help? All right, so we have Tiffany, Teresa, and Michelle here, and we are all at different levels and have all done this very differently um, over the past couple years. So this is going to be really up. Oh, we let's add Michelle. All right, so this is all. This is going to be very interesting to hear everybody's different perspectives. So I think where we should start is let's go around and kind of say where we are with the process, what our experience is, and then open it up to to kind of questions and a discussion. I'll go ahead and start. So I had a brick and mortar. Uh, so I had, hi, Nichelle, I had in-person employees. And, um, but I also at that same time would hire offsite people to do my listings. Um, and they would, you know, take a group of items. And at that point, they were paid per listing, per items, they were able to complete a, li a, a listing. Uh, since being online, it has been an evolution. Right now, I have somebody that takes photos, and that's all they do. And they are paid an hourly rate. And I also have someone that will pick up bins and tubs for me. They will sort the items. They will donate, dispose, you know, do everything like that. And they will enter a description into my um, into my software. They'll enter the description. Um, so that's where I am right now in terms of help and how it works for me. I haven't really had luck with virtual assistants and figuring out how to put them uh, into the process effectively. I have done it and tried it, but it's never been terribly effective for me. Um, all right, so that's where I am. Uh, Tiffany, how about you? Um, so should, I, should we introduce ourselves before we do this? Like, yeah, so I'm Tiffany with Tiffany's Treasures and Trinkets. I'm an online consignment shop. I basically had a friend that was helping me sort of from near the beginning when I had no money at all whatsoever. And so I, I started her on a, just a percentage basis. So she gets basically 10% of the wholesale for each sale. So she, it's really, you know, um, not a lot, but she loves, she loves the work and she knows that, you know, as we grow, it'll increase and stuff like that. So she's really great. And then recently, uh, I really hate taking pictures. I really wanted someone to take pictures. I've been looking for a while. I got, I remember I did text Libby several, a couple months ago or a month ago. And I said, you need to do an episode on hiring because I have questions. <laughs> I know how to pay and stuff like that. And, um, so I did talk to Libby about it a little bit and I ended up my, I have a friend who's my biggest consigner and she was retiring from her full-time job and she said, I'll do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> 
but I was scared because I didn't know if I could really afford it or how to pay her. And so it's, um, she's been here for like three weeks now and it's been a struggle, (laughs) but I can already like, even though like right away there was an upturn in sales and then it kind of went down a little bit because it is February. A struggle, a struggle to, to pay her, not a struggle with her work. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, mean, I just said, wanted to clarify this because if Vicky's listening, I didn't want her to think. That. Oh, no, no, no. She, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. She's great. She's, she's fantastic. Yeah. She's doing so much. And I mean, I love it. Um, but I was afraid, you know, like, like sure. I couldn't pay her and stuff like that. It was a struggle. So anyway, Libby told me I'd probably have a struggle for a couple months. Um, and now I'm starting to see the sales pick up. We're listing a lot more every day. I mean, I love it. It's great, incredible. And I'm just hoping it's all going to pay off for all three of us in the long run. <laughs> so that's where I am right now. Oh, that's cool. So two different, two different models. And uh, so one is percentage based and the other is hourly. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Michelle, where where are you with this? Well, Michelle, not Michelle. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going. Um, uh, well, I'm Michelle with Shop Daisy Avenue, and I've sort of come back to. I started off on eBay, you know, in the '90s, doing everything myself, um, and of course, the process was completely different. Like, I think I used to actually list the item and then put it in its priority box and write the item number on the outside of the box and seal it up and everything. Um, it's so different now. Now I have like storage bins and, um, yeah. you know, but I'm doing the Teresa method. But in between all of that, I had a consignment, uh, I had an eBay drop-off store, um, which Teresa might remember in Long Beach. It was on Spring and Palo Verde called I sold it on eBay and um it was a lot of work I spent a lot of time doing marketing and I had you know at one point I had at least four people in the shop at any given time including a full-time manager and I got very spoiled but I also learned I'm a delegator through all that experience because I could I didn't have to deal with the business policies I didn't have to deal with the bad feedback I didn't I let my manager handle all of that Mm -hmm. stuff disputes you name it and um so coming back full circle to doing it just myself I'm finding I don't mind doing the the listing writing I mean that's pretty simple bullet points are easy peasy optimizing not a problem photographic not really a problem I have the biggest issue with measurements because I do so much vintage clothing that I want to be really really clear on my listings that, you know, how something is going to fit someone. Mm -hmm. And so I have right now, I have a friend that's doing, I'll give her 15 or 20 items at a time. And I pay her a dollar 50 and she'll, um, enter it into list perfectly Mm -hmm. and with the measurements. And I, I've, I have templates for every item. So if it's a t-shirt, she knows it's just two measurements. If it's a dress, then she has like a whole set of measurements in the template already built out for her. Um, Just quick aside now, do you use Sizely in List Perfectly? I don't. I use Sizely um, when it first got introduced to List Perfectly. And I found that I was, I was entering and entering and entering, you know what I mean? And then I also kept having people on Etsy not be able to see, it looks like a white picture on Etsy, the Sizely template. So Mm -hmm. people would say, are there measurements on this item? 
because they would scroll through the pictures, the thumbnails, and the it would the Sizely picture would look white. Mm. So, which is, um, so I just got I just built it into my template, which is you mm-hmm. know, and I didn't want to pay for another service, so I was literally using tops for like everything, which I still do. I mean, I, my main um, template in List Perfectly is tops dress because it's all the same, right? It's just mm-hmm. the overall length changes. And if there's a waist um, hem. Okay. So you're hiring somebody to do your measurements and you're paying them per piece. Right. And um, so do you have any like struggles with that or things? Yeah. Like I'd love of- to be able to have her do at least some more of the description stuff. Um mm-hmm. She has a tendency to put things like shirt sleeves instead of short sleeves because I live in rural Pennsylvania. I mean, <laughs> um, and I don't know that we we always have the same eye, you know, like I'm dealing in vintage clothing. She's more of a mall shopper. Um so like if a- I was to take your items, like I consider myself like a fairly good description writer and understand keywords. But if I were to take your items, I couldn't do the descriptions you wanted. So I don't, I'm I'm kind of curious to hear from everybody because I don't know how you could find somebody short of um, providing like insane training. Exactly. I mean, I look at some other people's items. listings and I don't have any problem, like, very successful resellers that have almost nothing in their listings, very, very basic measurements. And I just get afraid of the returns and the complaints and the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, so that's kind of where you are. You're looking to kind of expand um, the range of what an assistant or a helper would do and be able to describe things a little more accurately. Right. All right. All right. And Michelle, where are you with, uh, hiring help? Do you have help? Do you have questions? Where so, are we? <laughs> yeah. So um, when I was working out of my house, my business was my house, I had help. I'm sorry. My dog apparently thinks that that's something to bark at. <laughs> <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, so I had somebody who was coming to my house. Mm-hmm. And um, she was helping. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go take care of that. Go ahead. Go ahead. And we'll circle back. We'll circle back to you. Okay. So, Teresa, I was saving you for last because uh, I think you have a lot of experience in this in this field and have a lot of insight. So I want you to be able to hear kind of where we all are uh, and, you know, tell us what you do. Tell us what kind of feedback, suggestions uh, you think might be helpful to how we're running our businesses. You know, I will tell you that it was not always easy and it is a trial and error process. Um, I've been selling on eBay. Um, I am an eBay girl. I will always be an eBay girl. I have branched out to uh, multiple (laughs) platforms. I'm such an eBay girl. My license plate is eBay girl. I've seen Um, that. I love it. All right. Those of you that aren't following Numbers Geek, um, (laughs) you got to go ahead and do that because, um, yeah. It's fantastic. Love your feed. <laughs> oh, thanks. And I'm not a huge Instagrammer, but um, I do try to, you know, pop in there every now and then. But um, so I've been selling on eBay for over 25 years. And, 
you know, doing it as a side hustle, worked in higher ed for over 30 years until about six, maybe seven years ago. Um, I actually, in 2012, I got laid off from my dream job and I said, that's all right. I'm just going to be able to do eBay full time. And so then I had to start and stop and um, because it's like, it became February and I'm like, there's no sales and I still have a mortgage to pay. And yeah. so, um, so I, t- I tell that story because I don't want people to be afraid that if they say, okay, I'm leaving corporate world and they have to go back. I didn't feel like a failure. I just, I just knew better the second time around what I needed to do. Um, anyway, so then, so when I started doing this and it was like all day long and, and then you just realize I need help, but I was paralyzed because I didn't know how to get the help. Mm. And so, and I think that that's a very common thing. We're so used to doing it. And it's like, I don't want them to mess up my listings. Nobody can mess up your listings because it's going to sell better if it's online than if it's in a box in your office. And so I think people have to get rid of that fear. It's okay if if they don't do your listings the same way you do or as good as you think it should be. Because look at how many crappy listings are on eBay and they still sell. Yeah. So, you know, let go of that fear. Um, but I did, I did a couple of trial errors with some um, uh, services and I did a couple of trial errors with some uh, VAs that were um, outside of the U.S. And I have VAs that are inside the U.S. now and I love them and they're perfect. And, um, you know, so that's, that's where I am. So before I go in about what we're doing, we'll go back to Michelle. And then, yeah, and, and just to clarify, VA, for those of you that don't know, oh, yes. we get that question is a virtual assistant. Uh, a lot of people use, I'm not sure, maybe we can link up one a service you use if you have one you like. A lot of people use hammock or free up or, you know, any number of those. So. All right. I'll come back to what I was saying. Thanks so much for, yeah. for working with me. Um, so when I had my business in my house, I had a girlfriend come over and she was awesome about taking pictures and I paid her to do pictures and measurements um, and steam clothing because I primarily do like clothing, shoes, handbags, that kind of stuff. Um, and it was great. And it was wonderful. And I never had a death pile and it was fantastic. <laughs> What? You never had a death pile? Oh my god. It was so it was wonderful. Um, it was also during the pandemic when you know she was laid off from work. We had a lot of time to work. So um fast forward to today, uh, we had to make the choice that I needed to move my business out of the house. Like we just couldn't live with it. We have a pretty small house. So um I ended up finding a workspace. It's wonderful, I love it. Um, but I am so nervous to take on another expense, um, beyond just like rent. Um, I know that moving out of the house was, it was good. It was the right choice for, for me, but, um, it, you know, it's, I'm still really small. I'm a literally a one person show. So I'm doing everything, um, right now, except for sharing on Poshmark. I have a, a virtual person for that. Okay. Um, so I would love to hire somebody, but I'm very nervous to make the jump. Um, and I know she would come back because she's fantastic at it. <laughs> um, but it's really coming down to the expense part right of, right now of like, can I get, have faith enough to just do it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so I like, love Tiffany's idea of doing. She did a percentage when she first started to ramp up. Um, when I went back to hiring in hiring um, helpers, employees, 
I, I, like I told Tiffany, it was a, I knew it was going to be like a rough couple months, like with the income, because I'm not going to see the results of that. And it, it was a rough couple months. I'm so uh, glad to hear you just it. openly say that. Cause I am just yeah. like, I know it'll be good, but it's so hard to just grit your teeth and bear it until it gets good. And, and make sure you have the resources to, to, to sustain right. yourself over that until it catches up, you know, don't yeah. put yourself in a precarious mm-hmm. situation, but exactly. Yeah. Okay. Can I, can I tell a quick story about how I got over that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I had I, my affectionately call my helpers because I hire teens. I love my teen helpers, my minions. Mm. And so I have a minion <laughs> that I hired on her 12th birthday and she has worked for me um, on and off. She just left in November to go serve a mission in Peru and, you know, save the world, like whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's 19. And, um, but she, she went away to college and um, they, I think it was in 2020 when she came home in April. And then I, I think it was the summer before that where she really wanted to work. She likes doing what she did. She likes listing. She likes taking photographs and all this sort of stuff. And so she, and she told me, you know what it was, it was the summer between high school and college. And she wanted to make a thousand dollars to go away to school. Mm. And so I said, okay. And I was like, Ooh, can I do this? And you know, it's like, I mean, can I do it? Yes. Do it. Is it worth it? Blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this for this kid. I'm just going to put a thousand dollars in. And if if it works out great, if not, then, you know, I've contributed to her college. Um, yeah. I've known this child since she was, I, I know her dad really well. Her dad and my brother were best friends as teens. So um, anyway, I decided to do that. And she made right a little over a thousand dollars and she went off to school in August. So I decided to, and at that, that time she was taking the pictures and doing the listings. Mm. And so I decided to track the sales of the items that she listed. Mm. And in six weeks, I had made up the thousand dollars that I paid her and only sold 7% of the items she listed. Mm, And so that right there, I never looked back. Yeah. Because there's no way I, and I forget how many items she listed. I think she listed, oh, I don't remember. I I paid her. So I paid her at the time, 50 cents an item to photograph six to 12 pictures. And then when she did games and stuff that took a little longer, I would either bump her up to a dollar a listing or I just bump her up, you know, $50, $50 for the two weeks or something like that. I mean, um, and then I pay a dollar fifty a listing to list. Mm-hmm. I have since bumped my photographs up to uh, 75 cents just because I think it's, it's more fair. I used to keep it at $2 a listing, dollar for photograph, dollar for listing. And I realized that it's a much longer process to list than it is to mm-hmm. photograph. Mm-hmm. So I've adapted over the time. And I think, so now it's, it costs me two, $2 and 25 cents a listing. Okay. And if you can't, and I tell people, if you can't, if you don't feel you can justify that, you need to increase your prices. Mm-hmm. And I, I really try to push on people that lower prices don't sell your items. And mm-hmm. I push a thing called perceived value. And so, um, and this is the example I always give. If you have a, a yellow plastic necklace and I have a yellow plastic necklace and I bought it for $15 20 years ago and I've worn it and it's like, it's out of style. I don't like it. And I list it for $20. Uh-huh. And because, you know, it's like, it's still, I still like it. Somebody's going to need this yellow, whatever reason I like to list my stuff high. Somebody else says, oh, this is 20 years old. It's not popular. It's blah, blah, blah. I'm going to list it for $3. Mm-hmm. 
there are shoppers out there that will look at that and say, that must, that $3 item must be junk. I don't want to waste my money. Let me buy the nicer item. They're the same item. It's perceived value. Absolutely. So isn't that crazy? Like we would, I remember doing this, like we would take a low price item. We would bump up like that wasn't selling and we bump up the price and all of a sudden it would sell. And I'd be like, absolutely. Oh, so like counterintuitive, but it really works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, if you are lacking sales. I tell people like, sometimes I'll look at somebody's store and I'm like, your prices are way too low. You cannot sell a t-shirt for $7.99 with free shipping. You just mm-hmm. can't do it yeah. because it, if you did the, and I realized a lot of people, I am a numbers geek. My Instagram is numbers geek. I did financial <laughs> and budgeting for 30 years in higher ed. Like I know how to do this stuff, but not everybody does. They're doing it because they like to. So I just try to go, okay, this is how you figure this out the quick and easy way. You know, if it doesn't matter that you bought it for 50 cents and you sold it for $8. It doesn't matter. You can buy it for 50 cents and sell it for $25. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really hard to get the people that are in that mindset out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. But so, Nichelle, what I would tell you is decide what you're going to do. Invest, say, okay, I'm going to invest $500, $1,000. And that's an investment in your company. Right. And I'm going to pay here and I'm going to see how long it takes you to do that. And then just track the items. Have her put something in the, in the custom SKU or something that, that um, so that when it sells, you can put it on your spreadsheet and keep track of it. Mm-hmm. And even after Nicole went to school, I would tell her, oh my gosh, I've made up 50% of what it costs you in this. And so until I got to 100%, and then, because I wanted to teach her as well, sure. how, e- how easy in quotes it is, um, because I wanted her to see that it was worth the value. And she's like, nobody's going to buy this for $35. I'm like, you watch, you watch. (laughs) I love the idea of setting that money aside up front, whether, you know, $500, $1,000, whatever it is to set that aside. I, that never even occurred to me to do something like that. Yeah. I did it because she told me she wanted, she wanted, (laughs) she wanted a thousand dollars because her parents were paying for most of the college stuff, but she had to have her own play money. And so she just figured a thousand dollars, like that's what I guess a 17 year old thinks of when they go to college. <laughs> and, um, and then I, I, I kept doing that. And then when she came back in April, it was too hard to figure out, this is what she listed last summer. This is what she listed now. And then I just quit tracking it because it didn't yeah. matter. Right. Sure. Right. You knew it worked. You knew it worked at that point. Yep. So, I, so I love that advice. Yeah. Thank you. I, I've been like needing the courage to just do it again because I am, I have a death pile now and I don't like that. (laughs) I have a room. I have a whole room. So yeah. Yeah. Tiffany, you had a question? No, I was going to say, Libby, on the, just fun fact, on the Profit First Nation podcast, he talks, they talk about how before you hire a new person, you should accumulate a year's worth of that, the cost of the year's salary for that person before you hire that person. Yeah, I I did hear that. And I thought, you know, in our situation, I don't think that's really applicable. No, I know. But I'm just saying to like, for something smaller, it's good to like have a little buffer before you do it. Because I I didn't have the buffer, but I just knew I had to dive in and just do it. So yeah, so Tiffany and I are big into profit first, and that whole uh, cash management system. Uh, We did a a whole episode on it, but we employ that in our businesses. And it's been um, absolutely amazing and a game changer. So mm-hmm. you'll hear us talk about that, that a lot. 
Um, I told Nacelle to read the book because it would help her make that decision easier. (laughs) Very interesting. It's very interesting, but I mean, it totally changed my life. Me too. Not being dramatic either. (laughs) No. No. So Teresa, what, so do you use, um, like, all right, so let's, let's talk a little bit about Michelle and her situation with like the keywords, description, do you have any um, advice about maybe where she sh- could or should go or what might work? Oh, this, because yes, you would definitely have a niche. You would, so this is, it's, it's hard to find a virtual assistant that you can work with. So, and everybody thinks of a virtual assistant from a third world country. And I don't, all mine are in the US. So how did I find them? I posted something in one of my Facebook groups. I posted something on my wall. Now, my Facebook um, friends I ha- are mostly resellers. I have two accounts, my personal account. Frankly, I hardly ever go to that anymore. But um, so that my Facebook, my active Facebook account is all reseller friends. Mm-hmm. And so if I post something on there, it's going to get a, a wide audience. But I'll post something. I posted something in uh, my boss Facebook group that said some, probably something like, Hey, I'm looking for a virtual assistant, anybody, because I struggle like everybody else. What's worked for you? What services? And the, the language barrier for um, the ones that you hire on, you know, Fiverr or Offer, not Offer Up, Fiverr or um, any of those types of services was just too difficult for me. You know, I would do Mm -hmm. a statement of process that you do this and you did, and it just was too difficult. And so I found somebody, and actually there's, there's quite a few people out there like this. They love the reselling business, um, and but they needed to downsize their inventory. Like her family grew. She lost her eBay room. She still loved the reselling community, but she didn't have the place for the, the um, inventory. So she said, I don't remember if she said something on her wall or she commented on my wall, but I just reached out to her and I said, hey, let's see if this works. She is fabulous. So, so what, what she does is she takes the listings and she puts them in. She's saves them in drafts. I have one lister that lists directly in List Perfectly and one lister that lists directly in eBay. And she lists them in drafts and then I review them. And then she goes and sometimes she'll go back. She's like, oh yeah, I saw how you changed that, whatever. And then she's just on her own looking at my listings and editing some of them. But what I found is if she starts it and has all the information in there, it takes me no time to edit and launch it which is far less time than it would if I had to go pick it up and measure it and do this. Now for you, the hard, the part, so my photograph, so my, my lister lives in Indiana and my photographer was here. And so the, the photographer had to take all the pictures and then they get uploaded into a Google drive. And so we have what we call information pictures and the information picture um, might have a, uh, the, you know, the box number, if the, the item, the price I pick, paid for it, it's uh, UPC. I do a lot of new stuff and, you know, that kind of stuff. For you, it would be, um, I have a picture frame that has a um, picture of a garment and she just takes a, um, a white marker pen and um, writes the measurements on that and takes that picture on top of the item. So that if the picture, if the picture gets separated from the item, you don't just have a photograph of measurements. Like I tell her, like, take a picture of the tag so you can see that it's a, you know, old Navy red shirt. 
and then the, the diagram so that they know that those measurements are going with that garment. Mm -hmm. So with you, that's where, that. so for that, if, for you with your measurements being so, so important, I would probably pay the photographer um, a dollar an item. Or if you're the photographer, you just make sure it, you take those measurements and write them down. So you think it's, right. all right, so let's talk a little bit about, all right, so this is something I'm struggling with. So I, I couldn't figure out, like, I need somebody, I can't figure out a space where I could use somebody effectively virtually. So for instance, my photographers here doing the photographs, right? They have to have their hands on the item. My other person that does the sorting and the data entry and the, you know, descriptions, she needs to physically have those items in front of her. And so she comes and she picks them up. So I, I, what does that look, how could I arrange things so that I could use somebody to process them virtually? It sounds like I would have, like, obviously the pho photography needs to be here and maybe like the information pictures. Yeah, and then and you so would hire somebody virtually to complete the listing. Yeah. So my, okay. so my process is this. So I had an Airbnb. I just sold it in, um, November to cash out in this crazy market. And I'm so glad I did, mm -hmm. <laughs> except that I hate my new storage space for my inventory, but that's another mm -hmm. story. Um, so my process was, and I blocked out the entire month of August at my Airbnb because my photo setup was at the Airbnb okay. and I had blocked off the master suite for my office. But if there were guests there, she couldn't photograph over there. And so I blocked mm. off the entire month of August. So that's a month of Airbnb income that I lost, but it was worth it. And I knew it because I knew that she was going to be gone and I just needed her to photograph all these items. And so what happened was um, she, we, so we had a, a dedicated space and the inventory was there. So the first picture is usually a picture of the tag or, you know, and it's not just one picture. Sometimes it's five pictures, whatever. Um, but she always took a picture of the item on the scale and then a picture of the item in front of the box number. So for me, there's a box of unlisted item, and then she would have six or eight boxes with um, box numbers on them. And in my system, my inventory system, everything goes in an inventory box. If it's unlisted, the box is not labeled, and then it gets photographed and moved to a labeled box. And okay. so... In my inventory system, there's a wall of boxes with no numbers that's unlisted inventory. And so she would take that, photograph the item, and then, you know, all this different stuff, close-up of the tag, close-up of this, whatever. Sometimes she would um, measure the item and or just put the um, metal uh, yardstick on the item. Again, not ideal, not my favorite picture, but does it get the job done? Yes. Has anybody ever asked me for anything else? No. So for a simple t-shirt or a simple skirt, that's fine. But for your garments, Michelle, you want more detail. So what you would do is, you know, measure it and write it down or whatever, and then take a picture of that picture. Then when she would take it and put that on the scale, that gives my lister the weight. And then a picture of the item in front of the box that gives my lister the item location. The photograph puts the item in the box and the box goes in the listed inventory, even though it's not listed yet, but it, it moves the process along. And once yeah. the photo, photograph photographer takes that picture, it now has a home 
in an inventory box. Right. My process is maybe completely backwards then, because what I'm doing is as I bring in items, I sit down and I um, enter it in as I try to put it, I try to keep them in drafts for this stage. Um, but a basic title, um, you know, a few blips and blobs and list perfectly. And I put in my cost of goods and my, a bin number and I put it in that bin. And then I take the bin to my person that measures for me. And then she goes into drafts and adds to it. That works. I think that's a good process. Um, who does the photography? Me. And then it comes back and I photograph it. I, I think that's a good process. Because you're doing it directly in list perfectly. Right. And so, so my, my um, VA that does list directly in list perfectly, she does that, all that sort of stuff. She'll download the pictures, upload them to list perfectly. And I love it because List Perfectly will give you 30 pictures. She arranges them so that the first picture is the picture of the price that I paid for it. And that's off the end and all that other sort of stuff. And then um, when I when she uploads it to eBay, then she has to make sure that none of that um, information pictures are in the eBay 12 pictures. And then once that happens, it's all good. And then I, have, I do have a third VA that cross posts for me. That's all she does. I was going to say that's how I have considered hiring someone virtual is to, I'll put everything into list perfectly, but if they can take the time to put it in all four platforms that I sell on, like that would take hours, you know, give me back hours of my life. <laughs> and I think that's how you, um, how Laurie works for you. One of your helpers, right, Tiffany? Yeah, she I was going qu- to quickly tell you my process really quick. So now I, my photographer takes the pictures I haven't taught her how to do anything else with the pictures except edit them. And then, so right now, so far, I, I take the pictures off my phone and I put them up and list perfectly as a draft. I just put the pictures only, uh, a brief title and the SKU number. And then my assistant, who is the, the 10% girl, who she, she'll go in there and she'll research it, write the description, finish the listing off and list perfectly, send it to eBay and list, leave it as a draft in eBay. And then I go into eBay, approve it, check it, and list it. And then I, it's maybe too many steps, but then I send it back to list perfectly from eBay. So the eBay number goes over there and then I'll delete the draft and list perfectly. Okay. So she gets enough pictures that she can write everything up. And then again, like sometimes she might get extra pictures with, with measurements or other internal stuff that we take out of the listing, but she'll see that initially. Oh my gosh, this is so good. So, all right, here's what I'm thinking. All right, all right, this is our second round table. And what I'm thinking is in six months, we're going to do this same round table and talk about some of the changes we've implemented and uh, some of the suggestions, see how it's going, what our next, you know, what our next steps are going to be and uh, what's working, what's not. I think that's going to be really awesome. And in the meantime, I, we started a I think it's called See It With Sea Chats. It's an episode where we look at different people's uh, business process. Mm -hmm. So this hiring um, helpers is something I'm going to include in the flow when we talk about business process. So over the next couple months, as we do a couple of these, I will include that in the See It With Sea Chats so we can see how different um, businesses are, are handling this process and it'll be spelled out in more detail. Uh, so I'm really excited. Thank you guys for taking the time uh, to do this today. I think it's going to help a lot of people. There is a lot of like 
you know, nebula, nebulous thoughts floating out there about hiring people. It can be very scary, but uh, as we see here with some tips and tricks, it's really not that bad. Thank you, Teresa. I mean, it's my brain is kind of cogging now and I, I good. thank you. Yeah. Let me just add one quick thing because I, I, yeah. I, I get this question a lot about how, how do you pay? And we didn't talk about the, the cross poster. The, my cross poster, oh, yeah. I pay her 25 cents a listing per platform. If you have the List Perfectly Pro plan. And why is that? Because the List Perfectly Pro plan has a lot of details that the VA does not have to fill in on every platform. And so if you don't have the pro plan, then it's going to be more expensive per listing because it's more manual work. And I just put that out there. Um, and my VA, actually, she just told me she's, she's full up. She can't take any more clients right now. So I'm actually in the process of training another VA that I will be able to use um, to put out in the, the List Perfectly community as well. So. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Oh, great. Yeah. Thank you. This was awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Wow. All right. That is a lot to take in. Yes. We are all in very different spots with regard to hiring people, whether they are going to be virtual or in real life. There are so many different options to choose from and so many different strategies. So I learned something very interesting that I hadn't even considered doing before, uh, which is something Teresa Cox mentioned, uh, setting aside the money in advance for the person you're going to hire. So maybe build up a little reserve and have that set aside so you don't have to worry as you're going through it. Brilliant. Love it. So uh, next person I bring on board, I am absolutely going to use that method. I thought that was wonderful. Um, Yeah. So I I hope you enjoyed it. Drop your comments. Let us know how everything is going with you. Maybe you have some suggestions we haven't covered. I really want to do this again, and we'll be checking in in about six months and see where everybody is with regard to hiring uh, helpers, maybe some VAs, and uh, we will keep you updated. Over in our C-Chats community on Facebook, there has been a lot going on. It is so fun to be able to follow so many businesses, so many reselling and consignment businesses, and seeing the success of everybody. So uh, congratulations and thank you uh, for sharing those successes, for asking those questions. Uh, Because chances are, if you have a question on reselling and consignment and you pop it in the group, you're going to get a couple different answers and a couple different perspectives. So I just always appreciate that. You can go to consignmentchats.com for all the ways to find us. There are some interesting things on our website. So we have a free listing calculator. So if you know you need to make $100,000 a year, what does your daily listing look like? Like, what does your day actually look like? So you can go ahead and use that. Uh, we also have a sample consigner agreement. So if you don't have one of those in your reselling toolbox, go back, listen to those episodes, you know, spend a couple minutes doing a consigner agreement. And you can grab that sample one for free on our consignmentchats.com website. So um, if you've enjoyed this video, hit like hit subscribe, and um, we hope to see you in the community. Have a good one. Cheers.
Thanks for joining Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats. To find out more and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and podcast. As always, you can find all of this information at consignmentchats.com. Thanks for joining us.